was good. That was great. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't even know what episode we're on. 22. 22. Yeah. Welcome to All the Books, the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library. Yeah. See, I screwed up there too. Let you me try it one more time. Okay. Welcome to the 22nd episode of All the Books, the official podcast of the David Al Public Library. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Let's just go with it David now. Al. David Al. Yeah. I love it. How are you, man? Good. I'm Eric Mickles, Nick. I'm Nick Gunning. Eric. Thanks. <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's start this off real quick. Okay. Hey, everybody. Guess what? All the Books is back on iTunes. That's right. We've moved. We're now on SoundCloud. Yep. We're on YouTube. Yeah. You can find us on All the Books on YouTube yep. where we're putting up all our podcasts there for easy streaming and listening. Yep. And uh, I guess that's it. Yeah. Those are the three. Yeah, well, it's easier to get to, I yeah. think. You've got a couple so, different options now. So. Now you can listen to us streaming. You can listen to us on iTunes. You can download the SoundCloud app. Yeah. So comment, retweet, review, share. Yeah. Help us out. If you have friends who you think would like it but aren't into podcasts, and send them the YouTube link. Maybe they'll be more comfortable with that. There's there's wonderful pictures of Nick and I just just having a laugh. Just having fun, having a good time. Yeah. Oh, these chairs are squeaky. I know. Yeah. Yeah. No, don't try to to change them. You'll only find squeakier chairs. All right. So, Eric, bookmark. How you doing? Bookmark. What you reading? Do you want bookmark or do you want some news? All right. You're right. It's not like book coming out news. Okay. It's just... Let's right. do bookmark. We'll yeah, get to that's news. That's what I said. Go ahead. All right. Uh, what did I read? I don't, I don't know. Uh, I read Julie of the Wolves. Oh, that's right. What was yeah. that sound? Uh, it was an email I got. It was the sound Sorry. of your not respecting the sanctity of the podcast recording room. What? Oh, I thought you were reading the email. Oh, no. We were all waiting. No, sorry. Baited no I'm not going to read the email. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, Julie of the Wolves by Gene Craighead George. Uh-huh. Um, we had recorded a podcast last week. Yeah. And then as soon as you left, I just finished the book. Oh, okay. It was not good. So you're done. Yeah, you, I mean, you it, didn't really enjoy it while you were reading it. It probably would so. have been great if I was in fourth grade reading it. Mm-hmm. But as a 29-year-old adult, it just didn't click with me. I don't know. Okay. I didn't really know what the story was about. Just yeah. a girl living in some wolves, convincing them that she's a wolf by acting like a acting wolf. Acting like a wolf. Yeah. Well, that's, that's how you fool yeah. an animal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, that, once, I once lived with a pack of butterflies just by... <laughs> Yeah, just by slowly flapping my little yeah, wings. Yeah. And, yeah, wearing like symmetrical clothing all the time. No, not even. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. They were really they were like super dumb butterflies. But <laughs> yeah, they, sure. they became like family to me. Yeah. So, did you ever like call them butt or flies because they were so dumb? I did, but there was a language barrier, and they did not. They didn't get it. <laughs> they didn't get it. But I honestly think they would have appreciated it had they. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, a book I did like. Okay. It's actually going to go. Uh, I'm going to tell you what I've read, and it's going to progress me liking it more and more. Oh, okay. Because I only gave Julia the Wolves two stars. Yeah. I gave A Thousand Pieces of You three stars. Me? Not A Thousand... Okay. The, the characters there's saying a thousand, you there's to a somebody. pieces of me. Okay. Well, a Thousand Pieces of the Girl. Anyway. Okay. Uh, I liked it. Good. It, it's about a girl traveling through realities, chasing her father's killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think that would be... It's, it's funny. You can see the difference. I think this one pointed out the difference... To me, between like YA and adult. Okay. Because if this was an adult book, uh-huh. like if this was Crichton, right. the ideas would be front and center. They're like traveling through oh, the reality. This yeah. is how different the world is. This okay. is how this world works. And would go into all that. But because it's YA, it's all about the relationships. Okay. Like, oh, it looks like me and my dad don't get along here. Right. Oh, this guy I like sure is uh-huh. even well, more some, likable. Sometimes that can be really effective. I mean, no, it's still good. good. It's just. When she's going to different worlds, she's like, oh, I guess technology moves slower in this reality. I'm like, tell me more. And she, like, talks about how, like, you would have liked it because she constantly references members of the Beatles, how, like, 
uh, one reality, uh, Paul McCartney and George Harrison form a band, uh-huh. but John Lennon goes off and writes uh, something about you, the song, only you, the story of you, story of our life. Okay. Uh-huh. Anyway, the point is, like, John Lennon goes to have his own career, uh-huh. and so sometimes the Beatles what, are what there. What about Ringo? <laughs> she where's, never mentioned Where's Ringo? Ringo? Oh my gosh. It's either it's either the Beatles are together wow. or Paul and John are doing their own thing. Somewhere Ringo's like, Would you like fries with that? <laughs> Why'd I ask? Of course you would. <laughs> They're delicious. <laughs> oh boy. This McDonald's is a regular octopus's garden. <laughs> we don't get it. We don't get the reference. <laughs> well, because oh anyway. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. What yeah, if in be. those realities, like George or Paul or John, they go to the McDonald's, yeah. and there's that one moment you're like, yeah. oh, the Beatles. So they're no. going to get together, but no. they don't. Instead, he like drops their food in front of yeah. them. He's like, I would read that. <laughs> yeah. I'll get you a refund. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, it was good. Here's the thing. Yeah. I, I feel like the book was written, and we'll talk about this later. I feel like the book was written as if the character, the, the, char- the main character, was supposed to be like a strong female character. Okay. But I didn't think she was, uh. because... She's the guy, everybody's telling her how independent she is, but she's constantly relying on the two guys she has crushes on to okay. help her out. Yeah. And I feel like you... It, I mean, that's a problem I feel like in anything, where if you have characters telling somebody how great they are, but then that person isn't great. Like yeah. the Green Lantern movie. Yeah. Everyone was t- telling Ryan Reynolds how awesome he could be. Or Supergirl, the TV show for that. Yeah, yeah, it has kind can, of that yeah. same issue. So uh, it, it has some problems for me there. But no... Would I'm a 29-year-old like guy, so yeah. I don't know. It's true. I, I don't think I have a real power to say this okay. is a strong female character. But All anyways, right. I still but liked you it. still found good things. In I would, yeah, no, I would still recommend it to lots of people. Um, okay. The, re- the, the jumping is cool. Mm-hmm. I like it because you stay your same. If you've read Timeline, you know that the time travel means that you're, just, you're basically deatomized here and you're recreated in a different oh, time. Okay. Which makes me think that you die. Right. And somebody else who is basically you is there. Darn it, Jim, I'm a doctor. That's what Dr. McCoy always said on Star Trek. What, what does that relate to quantum? No, if he, with the transporter. He didn't want to be transported because hey, I have his a question. character, he would die and then right. a new one would be made. I have a question. Just like exactly what you said. Quantum leap. Does oh, he, okay. Does he, Let's do it. Is he leaping through time or is he leaping through. Realities? Is he going to alternate realities? No, he's not going through alternate realities. So it's just time. He's traveling within his own lifetime and jumping into like other people. Okay. Yeah. I don't. It's kind of. It's always loose. Like they, they're not even consistent with how it, it works. It doesn't seem like the quantum, show, but then. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm sorry, it is. Man. I thought. And I read Roller Girl by oh. Victoria Jameson. Yeah. Oh, I should have mentioned that uh, Thousand Pieces of You was by Claudia Gray, who wrote Star Wars: Lost Stars. Oh, okay. Which... Is that why you picked it up? Uh, yes, but also because it's really popular. Oh, okay. So, and it has a cool cover. Right. But I read Roller Girl by Victoria Jameson. I gave it four stars. Okay. It's a juvenile graphic novel mm-hmm. about a girl who go- joins a roller derby camp. Okay. And I liked it. Yeah. Is that it? Loved it. Yeah, I guess I'll stop there. Okay. Well, how about this for a transition? Yeah. I also read Roller Girl. Whoa! I know. And our listeners will find out why later. Yeah. But for right now, I liked it too. I thought it was yeah. pretty solid. But you only gave it three stars. Three stars. Yeah, I didn't love it. Yeah. But I liked it. I enjoyed it. You know, it was, Here, it was entertaining. I laughed. Here, here's the thing I liked about it. After oh, coming wow. off A Thousand Pieces of You okay. and having that problem and being like, I don't think she's this strong of a character. Like, right. there's not a lot about her. Reading Roller Girl, I'm like, this... 
this is what I'm talking oh, about. Okay, here's so she's like, like a better representation of yeah, the strong she, she, female. I mean, there, there's this test. I, I'm going to look it up later. No, I'm going to look it up right now. There's this test you can do. I can't remember the name of it for movies on strong female characters being in a movie. Basically, you need to have two female characters. They need to have a conversation with each other, mm-hmm. and it can't involve guys. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. So it has to pass that test to be whatever. I can't remember. It starts with a B. Like a blanche test. Hmm. It's based off of a comic. Okay. But anyway, I mean, Roller Girl, it's just her talking about stuff with other girls, and she's determined, and I, I don't know. I just, I really liked it. I liked her, how she kept practicing, even though it was tough. Mm-hmm. I connected with the losing friends just because you start being different. So it was funny because you said you didn't, <laughs> you thought you don't I, connect. I think we're with talking the, about this too much before we get to the segment in which we're going to talk about it. All right. All right. Save some, save some of that magic okay. for Act 2. Of all right. All I guess I'll look up the test before we do that, though. Okay. Uh, so let's see. I finished... I was reading The Force Awakens last week, and I finished that. It's the novelization of the movie by Alan Dean Foster. So it did have some interesting additions. It put gave a little more insight into some characters. We got more scenes with particularly Poe and Leia, which I thought was cool. But yeah, ultimately, were... I, I was kind of like, eh. Because it didn't really do enough. Like, it's certainly not required reading like I wouldn't be like oh if you love the movie you have to read the novelization and sometimes that's true I mean sometimes it really does help and kind of captures that magic and this I thought was just like it was fine right did um there it is did you like did Leia I don't know because she's not in the movie too much yeah is it like more force stuff there's a little bit more force stuff before using the force it starts the book starts with Leia and the movie doesn't you know, oh, um, huh. and there's a little, just a little bit more of I think the political side of things mm-hmm. with Leia, like kind of working with the Republic and everything, which I felt was missing from the movie, but it wasn't quite enough in the book to really like flesh that out. So, I think it's if you're if you're a Star Wars fan, if you enjoyed the movie, it's probably worth a read. It's a quick read, but okay. I wouldn't say run out to your nearest <laughs> retailer. And, but we do have it here in the collection. So, so you're saying walk then, at your yeah, own walk, pace. Walk at your own pace. Don't to run and, to yeah. yeah. I also finished a graphic novel, uh, Jeff Johns' Flash Wonderland. Yeah, that's the first of his run. Yeah, the Wally West run. I was, yeah, I didn't love it. I love his Wally West run. I know you do. I know on The Flash, the show, I mean, it's Barry Allen, but a lot of it is just from his Wally West run. Yeah, it's really difficult. All like the the relationships with the rogues, with the villains and their relationships and stuff. It's very like out of that run. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, that seems right. Do you like The Flash? The TV show? No, the character. Yeah. I never really see you like, oh, I love that. That was no, great. I do like The Flash. Okay. Yeah. I, was... I guess I tend to like Barry better. I don't get it. And I mean, I like Barry in the show, but that's mainly because he's a little Wally. bit... He's yeah. basically Wally. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I always, like, growing up, I always read all the old Barry Allen comics and stuff. Well, you like read much Wally West. Cops and, and procedurals. Yeah. Proce- and then I really procedur- liked... Um, Say it for me. If you... Pro- procedurals. Pro- procedurals. We have yep. Flash Rebirth here in the collection, and we're actually mm. getting the next volume, too. And I think that is a really cool Barry Allen yeah. story. So if you haven't read that... I have been reborn! ...adult graphic novels and check out Flash Rebirth. He says that, right? Doesn't he just yells like, I have been reborn! No, I don't think so. Really? I don't think so. Weird. So that's what I've been... Oh, well, and uh, Tiger's Wife, too. I, that was the book yeah. club book. We're discussing Hi, that on Tuesday. I'm Janice, just, the Tiger's Wife. Yeah. So glad you moved in next door. I just... That book just never... I never clicked with it. I kept waiting for it to be like, oh, okay, I, now I'm really into it. It just never happened. Is there I, nothing to do with a tiger in it? Yeah, there's tigers in it. Yeah. My jaw just dropped. Yes, yeah, it did. It's just... I don't know. I'm, I'm again. I'm interested to hear what the what the book club group thinks about it because okay. 
I'm very indifferent to it, but I know it, it won awards and things, and it's yeah. been popular. So you know who else won an award? It, but... Tigers. There was a poll to see what the world's most favorite animal was. Tiger was number one. Tiger got it. Yeah. Congratulations. Beat out uh, uh, to, to all of our tiger listeners. Yeah. A hearty congratulations, congratulations. from all the books. Uh, and dogs, second place, not bad. Runner up. Yeah, you know good. how I found that out? I was looking up horses. Okay. I was just looking up horse facts, yeah. and I found out they were number four. Oh. So that's cool. Well, I now I need to know what number three was. Oh, I don't remember. Cats. It must be. What if it was something like, what if it was like salamanders? Wouldn't that be weird? I think snakes were on there. Okay. I was upset because there were no whales. Snakes on a plane? Yeah, Snakes on the Plane was number five. The movie. The movie was number five <laughs> of, Ameri- of the world. It doesn't really seem like it fits the confines of the poll, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, so as for what I'm currently reading... It, it didn't. It was one of those entry-only ones. Like, uh, people had to like send write, it in. Like yeah, okay. enough people wrote in. <laughs> uh, Aquaman, Death of a King. So this is volume four of Jeff Johns. You need to let me Jeff read that, Johns. man. Volume four of his Aquaman run. So yeah. far, so good. Yeah. Uh, I picked up some Alex Cross... Which so one? I'm reading book nine of uh, James Patterson's Alex Cross series called The Big Bad Wolf. Is this where you are? You read the series in order, right? Yeah. Okay. I can never tell with you. Yeah. I've read the first, I read the first eight. There you go. <laughs> and now I'm on book nine. Nice. I noticed my brother, on Goodreads, my brother Steve picked mm-hmm. up uh, Along Came a Spider, the first <gasps> Alex Cross. So I guess from listening to all the books, we converted him. <laughs> uh, that's it for me, buddy. And you liked... Did you see the new Alex Cross with Tyler Perry? I didn't because I think it's actually based on book 10 or something. I hadn't read the book yet, so I didn't see it. But okay. I also haven't seen the Morgan Freeman ones either. And I've oh. read those books. So. Okay. Uh, who's That's what I wanted to look up. Okay. That's it for me, for Bookmark. Book news? All right. You had weird book news that you wanted to share? That I do. Uh, I wanted to say this. Uh, oh, boy. No, okay, because you reminded me with Alex Cross. It has nothing to do. I wanted to remind everybody that uh, Jack Reacher, the movie, is getting a sequel. Yeah. Uh, October 21st, Jack Reacher, Never Go Back, is hitting theaters. It's uh, directed by Edward... uh, Oh, boy, Zwick? Zwick? Anyway, he directed uh, Blood Diamonds and uh, Last Samurai and stuff, Hmm. so he's a... I'm surprised that they're doing that. Yeah, I don't remember the first one being... But, I mean... I, I liked the first one. Yeah. I just didn't think it was, like... It didn't do gangbuster numbers. Yeah. And, well, Tom Cruise yeah. tends to do... Like, even when his films don't, like, go crazy here, they yeah. do really well overseas. Okay. So, um, It was good. Yeah. It was good. I I kind of... Like, I was going really strong in that series. I think I've maybe read five or six. But then I just... The last one I read... I don't know. I'm not that interested anymore. So, I might come back to... Uh, this is Lee Child's Jack Reacher series that we're talking about now. Last one I read was Without Fail, uh, and it just, I don't know, I just didn't really like it. It made yeah. me like kind of lose momentum. I did like the movie, and I really liked the first couple uh, books that I read okay. in the series, so right. I don't know. Uh, it's got a big following. People like it. Another piece of Star Wars, well, not another, but a piece of Star Wars news. Uh, Marvel Comics is starting a Star Wars Poe Dameron comic book series Oh, set before Episode 7. Okay. So set a little bit before it. Interesting. So Poe is going to get his own comic book series. Marvel's going crazy with those. Yeah. They're Maybe all else. over the place. It's like every, every Star Wars character has their own title. I saw they have a Lando now. A Lando comic? Yeah. You bet. Uh, here's, here's a nice piece of news, though you might have to help me with this. James Patterson donates... 10,000 pounds to flood hit UK bookshops. Mm-hmm. That's it. There was two bookshops. They were hit by a flood, and James Patterson is donating 5,000 each. Yeah, he's, he does that quite often. Yeah. Pounds. I don't know what the pound to, or euro 
to dollar quota is. So is it like he's giving a million dollars? <laughs> a billion, I think. A billion? Jeez, yeah. we no, got to get over there. Right. Okay. Uh, do you have the New York Times bestseller list? Do I? All right. All right. So yeah. I, should, I should inform everybody when I read the New York Times bestsellers list, I'm reading the combined print and ebook fiction. Okay. So it's, this is like, it's all selling. So give us the countdown. Hardcover sell. So this is for the week of January 17th. All right. What was number one? No, 10. Oh, yes, what was not. number 10? Uh, let me make sure I, there's nothing interesting below that. There isn't. Oh, number 15 is The Revenant. Oh, okay. So that's... We, our from. copy, we have that on the Nooks, and we have it in audiobook, yeah. and hard copy's coming in. Yeah. So if you're interested in the book, we've got you covered. I'm going to see it this weekend. Cool. Okay. Uh, the Guilty by David Baldacci at number 10. Oh, yeah. The Choice by Nicholas Sparks at number 9. No surprise. See Me by Nicholas Sparks at number 8. Oh, The Choice is the movie. See Me is his most recent one. The Choice is the one that's the movie. When did The Choice come out? I don't know. Is it coming out? I'm not sure. It must be. There's always a Nicholas okay, Sparks Okay, so we got movie. two. Two yeah. in the top ten. Good Cross job, Nicholas Justice Sparks. by James Patterson hey. at number 7. The Nightingale by Kristen Hanna at number 6. <laughs> that, thing, that thing won't die. Per, point Blank by Fern Michaels. Point Break? Yeah. Is that Patrick Swayze? Byrne, Michaels, yeah. Uh, All the Light We Cannot See by Anthony It's a Dewar. juggernaut. It's a and juggernaut, that yeah. book. Rogue Lawyer by Nicholas Sparks. No. Number three. Not, no, you're no. wrong. By John Grisham. Is it number three? Number three. I'll slip in. It was number one last time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It even says last week it wasn't number one. Yeah. Well, number two is The Martian by Andy Weir. Hey. That, I mean, that's been on this for an... And he, like a self-published yeah. on his blog yeah. book. This That's guy, amazing. he must just be rolling in self-publishing money know, now. Seriously, just making up his bed. And yeah. number one, we have two copies of The Martian. So if you haven't read The Martian yet, come in. We got a paperback, yeah. and we got a regular one. Uh, what do you, What do you think is number one? I'll give you a hint. It's been on the week for forty-eight weeks. It's been on the list for forty-eight oh. weeks. I don't. You said the ones I would have guessed. Girl on the train. Girl Paula on the train. Hawkins. Wow. Still number one. Jeez. Yeah. It's crazy. Said, that's like a resurgence. That's funny. Last week it was at number four. Hmm. So, way to go, girl on a train. Uh, yeah, seriously. You're doing it. Interesting. Um, all right. Yeah. Now, it's the actual book. Oh, wait. Yes, no. My... Uh, I mean, everybody's probably heard, but we should announce that uh, Alan Rickman, actor oh, yeah. of the, in the Harry Potter films as Severus and, Snape, and many, many other has things. passed away at the age of 69 yeah. due to cancer. That's a shame. Yeah, and I was only, really startled to see that. Yeah, I, especially coming right after yeah. uh, we all lost David Bowie. David Bowie. So it's been like a what? Yeah, because they're they're young and One they those weeks. they also didn't announce they even like I didn't yeah, know I know Alan I had, had cancer and then all of a sudden yeah. so I know a lot of people like a few years younger than me who just grew up on the Harry Potter films. So yeah, sad. My wife was looking at all like the little quotes and everything. She couldn't handle it. Especially there was one where he said. Even when he's 80 years old, he's still going to be reading Harry yeah, Potter. Yeah, I did see that. that. That's pretty sad. Yeah. So, favorite Alan Rickman movie? I think we both can agree. What, what would you say? Galaxy Quest. Oh, Galaxy yeah. Quest is great. Although yeah. I do, I love him in Love Actually, too. Oh, really? Yeah. But he's not a nice guy. No, he's right? not, but he's, he's good. Yeah. He's fun. I mean, for me, it's Galaxy Quest. Yeah, Galaxy I, Quest. I is. just think he's... I mean, Die Hard's fine, yeah, too. Yeah, grab Thaw's hammer, yeah. you will be... I just a love fan. how... How put out and done with it yeah. he is to that whole <laughs> That's movie. True. That's a great performance. <laughs> Especially when Tim Allen is just yeah. like, when there's a scene where Alan Rickman's about to leave the convention and Tim Allen says, you need to do this. And Alan Rickman says, there's nothing you could say that's going to get me out there. Yeah. And Tim Allen is just like, the show must go on. <laughs> and Alan Rickman's like, darn it! Yeah. <laughs> he goes back out there. That's a great movie. Uh, which we do have in our collection. So yeah. stop in and check out some Galaxy Quest. Wait. 
Should, should we announce that our guest just walked in or keep it a secret? Let's keep it a secret. All right. Katora, <laughs> we're keeping your presence yeah, we're not, a secret. We're not telling anybody that you're here. All right. So. All right. Uh, all right. So here are some advance notices coming out. Oh, you're starting with advance notices. Oh. Katora, good news. We're still doing uh, book news. We're almost done. Well, I'm almost done. Eric's takes a long time. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. So, oh, Danielle Steele. Boy, talk about a warhorse. She never stops. I don't think it's okay to call women war horses. Oh. Maybe it is, Kator? No, wait, you're not here yet. No, she's okay. not. She's an unofficial guest yeah. right now. I just don't think my mom would appreciate it if I no, said, I Mom, you're a real war just, horse. She just keeps going. She just keeps going yeah. and going and going. I think you going. meant work horse. Did you yeah, say maybe work horse. Yeah. yeah I mean, a but war, war horse would be a heartbreaking film. That's <laughs> true. Directed by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> All right, so Danielle Steele's Property of a Noble Woman is coming out March 15th. So Danielle Steele fans... If you haven't finished Blue, you better hurry up because she's got another one coming out in a few months. Blue's not out. By Danielle Steele? Okay. Uh, Next, we have Treachery at Lancaster Gate by Ann Perry. I've never read an Ann Perry, but we are doing an Ann Perry this year for the book club. So if you're an Ann Perry fan... I'm always surprised finding out you haven't read something. Join us for that book club. Oh, I get it. Like, Blue is coming out, so if you haven't read it, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I've ruined That's your okay. joke. That's all right. Boy, Daniel Steele fans, you sure do read fast. So this is number 31 in the Charlotte and Thomas Pitt series. So oh. a lot of books before this. Uh, so Ann Perry fans, look out on March 22nd when Treachery at Lancaster Gate's coming out. Okay. Uh, April, April 5th, we have one that I'm excited about. And that is, oh, and Katura, you might be excited about this one, too. If she was officially here, right. of course. Yeah. Uh, and that is Design for Murder, a Murder She Wrote Mystery oh. by Donald Bain. Hey, That's coming out. I have a question 5th. about that. Yeah. Are those books still set in the 90s? Or are they like. No, they just keep going. So, yeah. But does she like age? Not really. So she's still whatever. However, how old was Angela Lansbury when that was. Uh, I, Angela Lansbury has been forever like 68. So okay, really so is, is Jessica sure. still like 68 in these books then? She's like, I'm celebrating my 68th birthday I mean, they again. Just, they just never address it, but it's. I've not, written murder once yeah. more! She's okay. not like 98 like okay. she would be. I almost asked a patron checking that out. I'm like, so is this still set in like 1997? <laughs> She's still wondering if the internet's going to really take off. Yeah. I always think of Murder, She Wrote as so much longer, but it was like on against friends. That was one of the things that like did it in. Isn't that crazy? Really? This is a weird... So did it not have lots of seasons? No, it did have a lot of seasons. Oh. It was on like, I think 11 years. Wow. And then after the series, there was at least three movies. Wow. And the last one was in 2003. So... I mean, what's, that's, that's been a while now. What's Angela Lansbury doing? Waiting for the fourth Murder, She Wrote movie, <laughs> I think. Yeah. She's been in stuff. She was in Mr. Popper's Penguins. That was the last thing I remember. Was she really? Yeah. I didn't see that. She played Jim Carrey. <laughs> Just she played an emperor penguin. Just kidding. Well done. She played an older lady. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Murder, <laughs> She Wrote, coming out April 5th. All right. So You are excited about that. I know. How was the, what was the last one that came out? Last Murder, She Wrote? The Ghost and Mrs. Fletcher, but I'm actually I'm a few behind. Did you read The Ghost of Mrs. Fletcher, Katura? She has she has not, folks. Yeah. No. Uh, we, oh, you know what? But we're also doing a murder she wrote for a book club this year. We're really? doing Nashville Noir. Is, I think in April. Is that your uh, Page Turner's? Page Turner's book club? Okay. Yeah. Not your contemporary classics. Not contemporary <laughs> classics. That's no, weird. I think there'd be some all right disagreements about that. Man, so. are you ready for what I would like to call an avalanche? Oh, of come book on. Right. Can they at least be relevant and not just like thirty days to a slimmer waist? Huh. Well, hold on. Let me click. click okay. Click. Yeah. Click. All right. Uh, the Wild Diet. Go beyond paleo to burn fat, beat cravings, and drop 20 pounds in 40 days. I will never, ever, no matter how like much I want to jack up, am going to 
get on a paleo diet. Okay. You know? I just don't know who you think is listening and waiting to hear, like, when is the next diet book coming out? I don't know. For advanced notice. Somebody out there might just be like, oh. Yeah, I, I, think, I mean, if it was cool. I don't think that's how those things work. I don't think they're like... Anyway. Oh, hey, time. everybody. These books are coming out January 19th. Okay. 2016. All right. The year of... <laughs> I actually don't know what year we are in for the Chinese calendar. I don't either. Probably Katura, not. well, she's our fact checker. Yeah. All right. She'll check it out. Uh, the Power of Broke. How empty pockets, a tight budget, and a hunger for success can become your greatest competitive advantage by Damon John, a shark from Shark Tank. He's the founder of FUBU, which they always like to say. That always confuses you because I don't really know anyone who wears FUBU anymore. Yeah, I don't either. All right. Well, anyways, Damon John has a book out. Oh, sorry. Uh, I don't know what this is. Tell me if you recognize this group, the Readers of Broken Wheel Recommend. Broken Wheel, Iowa. Oh, I guess it's fiction, so I guess I thought it was like an actual book. Anyway, here's a book uh, by Katerina Bavald. No, it's just Bavald. Katori, you're like pantomiming over here. Not pantomiming. What's pantomiming? Yeah, it's like acting things out silently. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's pantomiming. And I hate it. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, Star Wars. There's a Star Wars comic coming out. Okay. You've, um, Charles Soule is writing Star Wars Lando. So Lando. This, the graphic okay. is yeah. coming out. Yeah. You going to read this? Maybe. Would you read a fun uh, graphic? Oh, we're in the year of the monkey. The year of the monkey. Yeah. Okay. Do you know anyone who was born in the year of the monkey? I, I don't know. I don't Nick, that's not even relevant. Sorry. Let's keep going. Okay. Uh, so what is this? Bill Bryson, The Road to Little Dribbling, Adventures of an American in Britain. By Bill Bryson. You can talk, Katara. It's okay yeah. to talk. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Get that microphone. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's great. Put that microphone so she can talk in it, too. Okay. There's going to be some microphone movement, yes? All right. All right. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Talk loud. Uh, Bill Bryson went, around a trip, went on a trip around Britain to discover and celebrate the green and pleasant land. So I guess he's doing it in America. So is he a sheep? Because that's the cover of a sheep. No, he wrote, you know, Bill Bryson, uh, Walk in the Woods. He right. wrote, he wrote Aussie, he writes great travel books. So it's about a British sheep. A British, yeah. a British sheep going British on a vacation. Going on a trip around America. Katura doesn't have time for this nonsense. This sounds scary. Dark Money, The Hidden History of the Billionaires Behind the Rise of the Radical Right by Jane Mayer. So, scary. Uh, Bronner, A Journey to Understand by... Sherry Burgess. And, oh, here it is. Blue by Danielle Steele, Nick. Mm-hmm. That's it. Do you know what it's about? Uh, I don't remember now. I looked it up at one point. All right. It's about the anniversary of a fatal accident. Yes. But, yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me if you've ever read anything by Greg Horowitz. Horowitz? No, I haven't. All right. Orphan X, a novel. It's an Evan Smoke smock. It's spelt like Felicity Smoke of Arrow fame. Okay. That S-M-O-A-K. That's probably still Smoke. Oh, who's uh, Tess Gernstein? Didn't she write The Shoemaker's Wife? I don't think so. She, she's very popular. She's on our standing order list. She's, well, she says Orphan X is the most gripping, high-octane thriller she's read in a long, long time. Hmm. She says, you better hang on to your seats because Greg Hurwitz will take you on a dizzying ride you'll not soon forget. Huh. Okay. It's a strong, <laughs> yeah. strong recommendation. Yeah, she feels the strong. Forgotten Room, a novel by Karen White. But also Beatrice Williams and Lauren. Those are those lots of L's. Willig. Those are lots of L's. So it's by three authors of historical fiction. That's interesting. They're and they're writing historical fiction. Mm-hmm. Written together. Yeah. That's intriguing. That's the one we talked about earlier, the multi generational one, right? 
We talked about it in the advance notices a while back. Maybe. Okay. Uh, Even Dogs in the Wild by Ian Rankin. Inspector Rebus Mysteries. Okay. Do you know those? Are you familiar with those? Sure. Yeah. Inspector Rebus. Mm-hmm. He's popular. Yeah. He's- Feverborn, a fever novel by Karen Fever. No, I'm kidding. By <laughs> Karen Marie Manning. Okay. Monin. Moaning. I'm going to get a translator. All right. Warriors of the Storm, a novel, a Saxon's Tales. These I've seen like pop up all the time, so people mm-hmm. must be reading them. Yeah. It's by Deckle Edge. Just kidding. Who did we decide Deckle Edge is? Like a PI. Oh, right. Deckle Edge. No. He is the PI. I was trying to think of Clint McGavin's. Clint McKenzie is Clint McGavin's rival right. from law school. Yep. Got it. Okay. I'm losing track of all our. Uh, IP characters we own. Yeah. And their history. Do you think we'll ever be able to do a crossover where Clint McGavin, Deckle Edge, and, uh, oh, geez, I don't remember who hangs out with Brando Sando. Elton? Elton, yeah. Elton, where Elton, Elton Phillips, and As you said, it would have to be out of continuity because it would just crack the integrity of those characters. All right. Uh, The Man Without a Shadow by Joyce... Carol Oates. Oh, now Yay. that one, I'm really, I'm really interested yeah. in that one. I, I like to read that one. She's always so thoughtful in her author pictures. Like yeah. She, she sees something, and she'd rather think about that than pose for yeah. this picture. Well, Probably yeah. cat. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. She did show us pictures. When we were sitting at the table, she was like, we started talking about cats, and she got out her phone and was like, this is the new cat that I got. And it, was, it was really funny. Yeah. It was like, uh, if you, you know, follow her on Twitter, you know all about the cats. You know, so they were funny. like old friends. I've been uploading all our podcast to youtube so yeah. i've been having to write out the summaries again yeah we talked about joyce carol Oates a whole lot oh, back at the beginning huge of this huge deal just like from day one yeah she was even a tag in one yeah. of our things well we started late august and she came early october so yeah. you know we were yeah. really gearing up for it all right i got two more books river road by carol goodman okay have you read anything by her no maybe she's a debut author I don't know. Okay. And a song for the brokenhearted, A Breen and Tozer Mystery by William Shaw. Oh, it's not familiar to me either. I guess. Oh, but their fans will now know, thanks to that overly long book news. Hmm. I think we should switch next week. I should read whatever you have, and you should read book news, and we'll see how it really goes. Okay. Oh, Joyce Carol Oates has a book, and that's it. Sure. Ugh. Your book news would be book blah. All right, so for our main segment today, we've got our first repeat guests, and that's Katura Cappadonia, our children's librarian, head of children's services. I'm going to turn towards you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Yeah. Last time Katura was here, it was right after we saw The Force Awakens. So we talked in generalizations and vague comments so not to yeah. give anything away, but it was fun. And now we're back. We're talking about, tell us what we're talking about today. We're talking about the Newberries. We're talking about the Caldecotts. What do we all got? All the awards. All the awards. <gasps> yeah. All the books, all the awards. That's our spinoff. Yes. Yeah. All right. Wow. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, so this, Katori, explain, like, these are tons of awards, but it's like one title for them. That's right. The, uh, annually, the American Library Association uh, announces uh, winners uh, of Youth Media Awards. Uh, they do it each year at their midwinter meeting. This year it was held in Boston. Uh, on Monday, January Boston. 11. Yeah. My old stomping ground. Yeah, that's it. Give it up. I Where was it? It was very cold. Yeah, yeah um, that's, that's, sure. probably, that's probably true. I'm not sure exactly what venue it was. That's probably fine. a I, conference center. Yeah, I probably wouldn't recognize with it. With a lot of crazy no librarians. Where it is. Where it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, the big names uh, people recognize are the John Newberry Medal for mm-hmm. the most Newberry. outstanding yeah. contribution to children's literature, the 
Randolph Caldecott Medal for a Distinguished Picture Book, and uh, a newer award uh, called the Michael Prince Award for Excellence in Literature Written for Young Adults. Mm. Those three are, are sort of the triumvirate at the uh, Youth Media Awards. So, I Whoa, think... I'm looking at the awards. I didn't know Laura Ingalls Wilder had her own award. Where'd you go, Laura Ingalls? There's she a lot. Does. There's a lot of them. There, there are. There's <laughs> there are pages of For somebody yeah. who didn't really do anything else besides what everybody else was doing at that time, uh-huh. she's pretty good for herself. Wow, that was... No, well, I mean, like, everybody like, was... Well. was all, all the pioneers were, like, living those hardships. Well, yeah, but they didn't go and write a series right, of no, successful that's novels saying. based on them. <laughs> okay, I mean, I'm that's saying, probably what distinguishes them. Good job, okay. Laura Ingalls. Yeah. Wow. Call me after you've, you know, traveled... Uh, across the prairie and burn. Yeah, I love those books. Yeah, do you really? Yeah. Okay. Little House in the Big Woods, Farmer Boy. Yeah. Uh, the third one, which is the Prairie, Little House on the Prairie, Little House on Swan Lake, Pond Lake, no, Plum, you're, you're Plum, 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 Plum Plum Creek, Plum Creek. Plum Creek. Yeah. Oh right, Plum, on the banks of Plum, Plum, Plum Creek, a place is what in my hometown. Anytime yeah. they talked about making food. In those books, it was terrible. They're like, and as we salted the pork and. It, <laughs> Did, wait, did it make you want book. salted pork? Yeah, no, I want all you the food. Want the food. Yeah, every, okay. every time they cook any food, it's just... And then we filled our storehouses with more salted meat. Nice. And more delicious food. That's how it is if you read the Robert Parker Spencer book. Spencer's always cooking. And they always <laughs> kind of go into detail with what he's cooking. And I'm right. like, I have to leave this house and go and find <laughs> that for me <laughs> right now. We should do a segment so where the, we just talk about our favorite cooking lit- Literary foods. <laughs> yeah. That would yeah. be really good. Yeah. So, that would be great. Does, uh, so who's the, that character? That's in Robert B. Parker's books? Yeah, Spencer. Spencer. Really? Spencer. Yeah. Did he ever put out like a cookbook like Cook Like no. Spencer? No. I that seems like so. a, a marketing. Yeah, it does. Right there. there is like a Spencer's Boston, like a Boston like travel guide based yeah. on the Spencer books. Which okay. Is interesting. Let's all go to Boston so then, and go to the restaurant Fire Nice and just eat. Okay. I'm, For I'm our right. own conference. And do a podcast. Yeah, we'll podcast. So the Newberries had kind Sounds of a... A new thing happened this an year. An upset? Wow. Would because you say it's, it's an upset? It was an upset. It was shocking. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm pulling it up right upset. here. Shocking upset. That's right. Because we've never, we've never had a picture book, right? Technically, not for the medal. No picture book has won the medal. So, um, it's yes. all been chapter books, big, Yeah. Normally chapter books. <clears throat> what's, yes. the, what's the age range for the Newberry? Is, is specified as ages 0 to 14. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a long run. Which is broad. But like, up to some YA. I read, I mean, Julia the Wolves was a winner. Yes. Okay. Yes. So. Um, yes, that's a well-known winner. They've been awarding this prize since 1922. So wow. And this is the long. first time they've done a picture book. Yes, for the medal. They also award honor books each year, mm-hmm, almost mm-hmm. every year, and there is no specified number. So some years, this year there were three honor books. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some years there have been more, five, six. Um, some years just one. Uh, there have been years with no honor books. And just um, a winner. Exactly. Well, this the winner this year, Last Stop on Market Street, by Matt. Go ahead, Nick. De La Pena? Yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, you Illustrated know. by? I don't know. I don't Christopher uh, Christian Robinson. Okay, I'm sorry. Did you say Christopher? It is Christian Robinson. Right. This was, I mean, before the Newberry too. It was, it was already being pulled ahead as something to look at. It was a New York Times Book Review Notable Children's Book mm-hmm. of 2015, Wall Street Journal Best Children's Book of 2015. So I read it to my son, yes. and I really liked it. 
I thought it was good. You haven't seen me read it, Katara. I have read it. Um, I have not read it aloud yet. I will be this week at Story Hour. Oh, great. Uh, oh. For Martin Luther King Week. Oh, good idea. Some diversity titles. Well, you know, while we're at, why don't you tell when the story times are? Just Sure. We have story time each week, Tuesday mornings at 1030 uh, and Thursdays at 1. That is a preschool age, normally three, fours, and fives. And then we have a Friday story time at 1030, which is a toddler age. Uh, we usually get a range of one, two, and three-year-olds um, for that. We also have a monthly pajama story time, which is the second Thursday of the month at uh, 630. At and night? Oh, at night. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, all those times can be found on our website under the Children's Services page. Great. So you're doing Last Step on Market Street as part of Martin Luther King Week. That's right. That's mm-hmm. great. Um, you know, I, I really enjoyed the book, and I don't, I, I don't think it would have been on my radar. I remember it was when we did the Goodreads Choice Awards, it was one of the, the picture book nominees. Sure. I, yeah. I saw it then, but I didn't read it until the, the Newberry came out. But I read it to my son, and did he I like it? that it was... He did, yeah. The, oh, the, wow. the, the pictures are very colorful. You know, it's a, it's a, the full page is pictures. Um, and it's kind of, uh, I don't know, how would you describe that, that art style? It's the art style, well, a lot of people have compared it to Ezra Jack Keats, who you may remember. Uh, snow Day. Did, yes, the snowy yeah. day. Yeah, um, yeah. It, they're described as very bright, um, sort of simplistic. I don't know if you saw it, Eric. There's. Uh, oh, yeah, I can see the Keats uh, mm-hmm, influence. Sort of. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that, but it does, it does have basic, that snow day feel. But, yeah, and um, Man, it, was, snowy day. it was favored to win a Caldecott. It actually did win a Caldecott Honor Award this mm-hmm. year. Um, many people thought it would win a Caldecott. Um, they're not heavy-handed, the drawings. Uh, they go very well with the text. They do, yeah. Um, the text is, is, is simple but elegant, mm-hmm. sort of sparse. But it does have a lot of meaning. Well, I, I, the thing that I found about it is, I mean, the basic story, if you're not familiar with it, is um, every Sunday after church, CJ and his grandma ride the bus across town. And that's the, I mean, that's kind of the, the what takes you through the book is this bus ride. And what I liked about it was that, you know, I've read a lot of these kind of books, particularly to my son. And, you know, often when they, when they try to sort of give a message or they try to give you this idea of, you know, finding beauty in everything and helping others, it... It tends to be, I think it's hard to do that naturally and make it so it's not heavy-handed or overly schmaltzy. And I thought Last Stop on Market Street did a really good job of just working that concept into a story without banging you over the head with it. And that, that was something that I really appreciated about it. Mm-hmm. So I thought that, um, was, that was pretty neat. It was interesting. De La Pena has actually been better known as a YA author. Really? Previous to this, yes. He's... Um, Oh, he writes the Infinity Ring series. Exactly. There you go. Um, so this was actually his first foray into uh, YA picture book. He had a, a, <laughs> a book about Joe Lewis, a boxing legend. Uh, so this, he really well, knocked I, it out. I'd of the say you're off to a good start there, Matt. <laughs> and uh, we're hoping to see more great things from him. Um, you know, librarians have been really buzzing about this decision to go with a picture book mm-hmm. for. Uh, for the Newberry Medal and mm. wondering what's going to come next uh, in future years, whether it'll set a precedent. Um, so we're really interested to see what will happen. Um, and uh, he was the first Hispanic uh, author to win the Newberry Medal oh, that's as interesting. well. Huh. So it's really excited, uh, you know, the Hispanic uh, librarians and, and oh, authors, sure. yeah. that community as well. 
What were the what were the honor books this year? Uh, the honor books were The War That Saved My Life, written by Kimberly oh. Baker Bradley. Now, I haven't read that, but I really want fiction. to. Historical fiction. That was actually my favorite. And did you read it? I, I did. Okay. I was, I was really pushing for that to win the medal, but I was really pleased. I was it. just really intrigued. Did you send your votes in? <laughs> no. I was intrigued I was by, the, by the premise of that one. Able. That's definitely on my list. Um, I like that it uh, featured a character who was, uh, had a disability. Uh-huh. And, um, yep. So it was also actually honored with a Schneider uh, Family Book Award. Okay. Roy Schneider has a book award? It's a book <laughs> uh, that embodies an artistic expression of disability. Okay. So um, that was good. And uh, another honor, another Newberry Honor book was Roller Girl. Roller Girl! Oh, yeah. Okay, so Eric and I both read Roller Girl. Written and illustrated by Victoria Jameson. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. Which is a graphic novel. Yeah, you did. Novel. Yeah. Well, now, now I, cut him, I cut him off earlier because he started talking about how much he loved this, and I wanted him to wait until you were here. Uh, hey, I want to also, when I'm here, the test I was talking about is called the Bashdell oh. test. Okay. So that's the one where you need to have, uh, for the, you use this for movies, but the movie has to have at least two women in it. They have to talk to each other, and it has to be about something besides a man. Okay. Um, and I did not find that. I mean, there was only. I didn't find that to be true in that book I was reading, that A Thousand Pieces of You. Okay. Because uh, it seemed to be mainly like, oh, I'm traveling through time and space, but which boy do I like more? Yeah. And it, it was just hard. But then I read Roller Girl, and it's just, I mean, it has all that. It's just, mm-hmm. girl, I mean, boys don't play a part in that no, story at all, no. except for, you know, she, she has a friend who is more into dance and dating and stuff. Yeah. So, But I just thought it was cool. I thought it was encouraging, too, because, I mean, she's really, really bad at roller skating, mm-hmm. and she wants yeah. to be a roller, a roller derby yeah. uh, girl. So, But she, you know, she keeps working at it. I don't know why I clicked. We were, <laughs> I was trying – I think what you cut me off when I said – you had said you don't really relate to that, like, outsider mentality that you thought Roller Girl was saying. And I had read it and didn't think it was an outsider mentality at all. I thought they were the cool kids – which then made me realize maybe you were the cool kid and I was the outsider. No, no, <laughs> it's cool, which is true. I don't think that's like I wouldn't say boiling it down. That's what it was about. I right. just thought that was kind of that's what she she kind of threw herself into this situation where they were all like better than her and and, yeah. and more you know working as a cohesive unit and she was kind of on the outside and you know she's eventually integrated. But yeah. no, that's you know what? I, did you you read it, Katara? I did. Mm-hmm. Okay, what did you think? Uh, I enjoyed it. I. I'm still getting into the graphic novel uh, okay. format. I love words, and mm-hmm. it's usually the power of words that really. Well, she should maybe she'd like me. Brian Michael Bendis then. No, <laughs> uh, you don't That's know. A graphic we, novel we just joke. Yeah, okay. we just we just burned Brian yeah. Michael Bendis on he's, air. He's the type where like he his pages are like fifty percent yeah. text. Yeah, Uh-oh. even the artist is like, I guess I'll just put a little somebody's head here in the whole wall. Yeah, everything else. Is. The, so did you? Katura, did you find it particular? I, I guess I was surprised that it was singled out the way that it was because I didn't, I don't, from, I didn't really pop to me as like this is unique and special. Like I enjoyed it, I thought it was mm-hmm. good, but I. I well, well um, the story I think was powerful um, in the tale of uh, it was coming of age story. Yeah, and um, I think the story of the friendship and, and yeah. how uh, she overcame her limitations with the roller skating and yeah. really stuck with it uh, the fortitude and, okay. and and became you know achieved her dream mm-hmm. um, was good and I think the way the author told the story uh, graphic novels are, are still 
This was the second year our graphic novel has won a Newbery honor. Oh. Uh, last year, El Defo by C.C. Bell won a, oh, won a not, Newbery I'm honor. I'm not familiar with that one. Yes, I know That's that one. the one. Um, with the girl, with she's the like flying girl. on the cover. Okay. Mm -hmm. She's like in the air. It's a blue oh, cover. Okay. That, I think I can pick it up. That one used more words uh, okay. to tell the story. This uh, Roller Girl really is, is more picture. Yeah. Uh, I did enjoy the art. I thought it was really. The uh, art was good. Um, Again, I'm not certain um, on, <laughs> you know, on what the committee. Yeah, why they felt that was. Their, yeah, it's I mean, hard comparing, you know, graphic novels with the uh, with the word novels. Well, it's I'm a weird sure. it's a weird spread. You got graphic novels, you got YA novel, you, then you have a picture now. book, all sort of Honestly, going against each other. So it's very interesting. That is hard. This year. Yeah. Well, I mean, if if no, I don't know. If people start having problems with that, just make a graphic novel award. And well, talk yeah, that but they I might mean, do that. It's just interesting this year, yeah. but comparing the kinds of things yeah. it was so different, you know, mm -hmm. um, it's a different range. I, I think, I mean, I think the reason it was picked was because of what I was talking about. The, yeah. the, the, not, not the test, but because, I mean, it was just, I mean, it's, yeah, it's the story about the girl and, you know, the girls just doing what they like and everything. But I mean, uh, she's raised by a single mom and they have a, you know, a pretty strong relationship too. And there's yeah. that scene where they just talk things out and everything. a pretty realistic relationship yeah. too which is nice so That's I think nice it's just touch. I think I think the big reason is just because it's just a realistic take on okay and life yeah well that makes sense in other years the Newbery Awards have gone to they've gone to non-fiction books um, they've gone to poetry books they've uh, last year crossover one which was a a, a novel told in verse form yeah mm. um, you know, so it's it's really it's varied uh, I didn't category. I do not appreciate people comparing it to uh, Tegum. How do I say her name again? Telgemeier. Telgemeier. Oh, Raina Telgemeier, yeah, author of Smile and stuff. It's drama. like, yeah, it seems like that's what. If you write, if you do a graphic novel, a juvenile graphic novel, and your main character is a girl, you're being compared to Telgemeier, and I don't think that's that's right. I mean. Well, but that's also a coming of age, a girl, a young girl coming of age too. So yeah, but I mean, it's not just that it's a woman. I think there's pictures in. Uh, all right, I'll stop before my point gets lost. I just, I thought it. I actually enjoyed it more than the Telgemeier stuff I've read. I haven't read her, so I'm not I sure. read drama and it was fine. I just didn't really see the point of drama. Okay. Um. So. All right. Anyway. Well, what do we have for Caldecott this year? Um, well, just one more. There was one oh, sure. more Newberry oh, yeah, honor right. book, Echo, uh, right. Echo by mm -hmm. Pam Munoz Ryan. Echo uh, written by Pam Munoz Ryan. Thank you. And uh, that is <laughs> conceptual. Uh, that's um, that's an interesting book. It's it brought, it's a very broad scope. Um, that it sort of weaves historical fiction with a fairy tale. Go. It, Scopes that that one didn't appeal to me. I, I picked uh, that one up and mm -hmm. was kind of interested, and then I was I got it. I just didn't. I didn't work for me. Um, I don't know. It's it's a really. Uh, I thought it was a masterful work. Okay. Um, she's written quite a few other books, uh, so you can really tell that she's a, a accomplished writer. Um, I enjoyed it because I enjoy music, mm -hmm. and this book really talked about music's power to uh, sort oh, of with heal the, and yeah, the har set harmonica through, and all that. Set people mm -hmm. free through. It talks about people who survived uh, the Holocaust and World War Two. So mm -hmm. um, it was a really, it was it was an enjoyable book. So yeah, and that wraps up the Newberries. Okay. The year. Randolph. They call the cut medal. Okay, for picture books. I don't want to say. I, 
Here's what happened. I've read this winner, but only because I was driving and Nick read it to me. That's true. While yeah. I was driving. Dur- during the carpool commute, I read Finding Winnie so. aloud. I first read it to my son, and then I read it to Eric. Well, um... What would you think? I probably appreciated it more than him. He, you probably did, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, the Kalanika, you're supposed to actually look at the pictures, so... No, I, I looked at the pictures. Yeah. While you were driving. Yeah, he did peek out. He keeps. Sne- I kept peeking. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then I have to come back onto. The yeah, he was all okay. like, "Just, I'll just, just stop." And then he was like, totally into it, and kept looking okay. at the pictures. Yeah. So. All right. Stop, well, Nick. I don't want to read it anymore. And then I would. Yeah. Okay. Well, the true, the, the whole title, "Finding Winnie: The True Story of the World's Most Famous Bear," illustrated by Sophie Blackall. That's probably true and too. Written by Lindsay yeah. Maddock. I can't think of a bear more famous than Winnie. Who? No. There you go. No. I want to say Baloo, but no. Probably not true. No way. So we've all read this one. Mm-hmm. So what, what do we think? Katara? I really liked it, and I was rooting for this. To oh, okay. Good. So I was very pleased. Okay. Yeah. You fellas? I, I really liked the art. I thought the art was good and, and suited fine, yeah. really well. Uh, I, I liked the end where they did the like, actual mm-hmm. historical pictures of, mm-hmm. of the bear and everything. I thought that was really nice. And I liked the story, too. I enjoyed it. I could have done, I think, without the frame story. I don't really think that added anything. Okay. I, I thought it kind of weakened. <laughs> but. I have a problem when like, kids ask stupid questions in those frame stories just yeah. to clarify something we might not understand. Right. It's like, oh, you mean a veterinarian yeah. or a vegetarian? Yeah. It's like, no, you heard her say veterinarian. Right. You know what a veterinarian is. Stop it. I, I just think the story was strong enough on its own without yeah. having that frame story. It yeah. just felt like it was a distraction. Because yeah. when, when you're reading the narrative, then it, you know, we have these little interjections by the kid who's getting the story read to him. Yeah. I just... That's mistaken that, that was my one thing that I was like, eh. Women should try like, telling him true stories about actual things he needs to worry about in life. Like the difference between <laughs> wow. a vegetarian and a veterinarian. Yikes. Okay. That was aggressive. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, Sorry. so we have Powerful. one winner, and then one what do we winner, have for... We uh... have four honor books. Uh, mm-hmm. The first is Trombone Shorty, illustrated by Brian Collier, <laughs> written by Troy Andrews. I actually haven't seen this one yet. Our copy has not arrived. Okay. But uh, that is about the musician Trombone Shorty. Um, this also won a Coretta Scott King illustrator award. Oh, wow. So... Uh, probably going to be pretty nice. Uh, the second award winner was Waiting, by uh, il- written, written and illustrated by Kevin Henkes, who um, has won previous uh, Caldecott awards. Oh, wow. Um, he's one of my favorites. Um, he does a beautiful pastel palette in his books. Um, okay. That names, what's, what are some of his bigger... Um, what's something Old like? Bear... Um, Oh, you know what? I've read Olive's Ocean. Olive's Ocean, yeah, yeah. just for uh, Jew fiction. Um, yeah. Of course, I'm going blank. Oh, that's okay. I, I put you on the spot. Yeah, okay. Uh, the next award, uh, honoree, is Voice of Freedom, Fannie Lou Hamer, Spirit of the Civil Rights Movement, oh, illustrated by Yuka Holmes, written by Carol Boston Weatherford. Uh, that one I did read, and mm-hmm. I thought that was very moving. Yes, this one, um, wow. Uh, the, she used a collage, yeah. sort of. yeah. Um, yeah, you could see it was form. like bits of newspaper and yes. stuff that were making up the characters. Which I, I think really related to the subject of oh, the Oh, I think so too. And um, was very powerful. Uh, just fascinating to look at. Like every time I it looked was. at it, yeah. I, I noticed different uh, details in the illustrations. And um, that book also won a Coretta Scott King uh, Illustrator Award. And it won, won another one for nonfiction. Uh, as well, mm-hmm. so that book uh, got 
quite a few I think awards. that, I mean, from, from the ones that I read, I think that probably would have been my choice for the yeah. winner. Okay. Yeah, it was uh, very well done. It was. Well, it's just, I mean, like you said, the, the art just complemented the, the words so well. Mm-hmm. And again, it was dealing with a very difficult subject matter and, uh, sure. you know, traumatic and unfortunate things happening. But I thought the way it was written, it handled those really well. So you got the, you got like, the emotional impact without them having to go really deep into the, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the details of the story. So I thought it did a really good job of, of getting that story across and using that visual medium to, to really, you know, make it appeal. So Sorry. I thought that was very good. And the last uh, honor book was Last Stop on Market Street, oh, okay. which we just discussed. Double whammy. That's a, yes. that's a double threat. It is. <laughs> so we'll be seeing that for a lot of years. Yeah. yeah. And that wraps up the Calico Okay. Um, do you want to move on to the YA winners? Let's do it. Katura, have you ever read Mike Mulligan and his steam show? Oh, sure. That, that was my that brother's my, favorite okay, book Okay, mine child. too. That's my all-time favorite. <laughs> I yes. like, uh, who, what is the author? Uh, Virginia. Virginia Burton. Virginia mm-hmm. Burton, okay. I've read, what else does she have? She has a little uh, house. A little uh, house, uh, Katie. Katie, yeah, I've read Katie. Snowy Day or Katie. Yeah. She was a, a snow shovel. Yeah, snow shovel. Something. Snow plow. Yes. Yeah. Snow plow. Yeah, but yeah, yeah you can't, for me, you can't top Mike Mulligan. That's <laughs> Mike, have you read Mike Mulligan and a steam shovel? You might, if you, if you saw the book, you might recognize it. Maybe, as a kid. Yeah. Not recently. Yeah, that's super good. good. Anyway, so let's talk YA. Sure. Uh, so the Michael L. Prince Award for Excellence in Literature written for young adults. This is a newer award. Uh, dates back to about 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the winner this year is uh, Bone Gap, written by Laura Ruby. And um, it is a fairy tale slash myth slash gothic romance. Uh, and it, I read it. Um you know, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I I would probably not read it again. Um, it, it's it was interesting. Had a lot to do with bees, and um, it, you know, it's kind hmm. of a kind of hard to describe. I guess mythical realism. Um, it was it was pretty popular. It was a favorite to win. It was also a, okay. a finalist for the National Book Award uh, for oh, young wow. people. Okay. Do we um, have this one, Eric? Bone gap. Bone gap. We will. <laughs> um, and then that won the award. And then there were two Prince Honor books, Out of Darkness by Ashley Hope Perez, um, which is a tale uh, set in the early 20th century about a Mexican-American girl and an African-American mm. young man uh, in Texas. I'm currently reading that one. I've just really started. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of the a romance kind and of spooky. racism. It is. It's not a happy tale. Okay. I don't know how it ends, but uh, so far it's not happy. Okay. But um, good. It's supposed to be very good. <laughs> good, you know, you like the unhappy. And then the other honor book for the prince was uh, "The Ghost of Heaven" by Marcus Sedgwick. Um, and uh, hey, and right now, I'm... frequently bought together on Amazon, <laughs> "Out of Darkness," "The Ghost of Heaven," and "Bone Gap." <laughs> all the, all, well, those yeah, all are, of us are like oh. adding that together. Yeah. Do you have a description in the Ghosts of Heaven? Because I did not write Do that I? down. Do I? And I didn't I read this one. I am the description master. What's this one about? Well, it's about a staircase and that's leading <laughs> up to heaven. Uh, silhouette. No. Okay. Timeless, beautiful, haunting, spirals connect the four episodes of The Ghost of Heaven. The mesmerizing new novel. Oh, that wasn't really about the book. Uh, they, they are there in prehistory when a girl picks up a charred stick and makes the first written signs. There... 
Tens of centuries later, hiding in treacherous waters of Golden Beck and take Anna, who call who people call a witch. Wow. This is a hard description to read. I am not the description master anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have been bested. I could have done it. There before. in the halls of Long Island Hospital at the beginning of the 20th century where a mad poet watches oceans and knows the horrors it hides. And there in the far future as an astronaut faces his destiny on the first, ship, uh, the first spaceship sent from Earth to colonize another world. Each of the characters in these mysterious linked stories embarks on a journey to discover and survival. Carried forward through the spiral of time, none will return to the same place. Uh, I don't know what this is about, but yeah, it sounds sorry. great. Yeah. I'm going to let you read that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That could be your You favorite. know what? It reminds me. So this one already. Mm-hmm. Okay. What and it, this is really... Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. This came out last year. Um, it almost reminds me of Hyperion because they were oh. all from different yeah. places. They yeah, all have these different stories. It probably has nothing to do with Hyperion, but I've already connected the two yeah. in my brain. They're, yeah, they're connected in your so, mind. So that's perfect. There we go. Okay. I think that'll be a good addition. Yeah. Um, the other YA I was going to mention is the William C. Morris Award for debut book published by first-time author writing for teens. Okay. And that was the uh, title Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda. We do have that one. Written okay. by Becky Albertalli. And that's about a boy being outed by like a group who's just like outing people for fun, right? Um, he's outed by a, a another uh, teen in his class. Okay. Mm, sort of. Uh, in a vicious way, right. in a mean-spirited way, right. and then sort of his journey. And, uh, but you said it's actually pretty funny. I, it was funny, and it, I enjoyed it. Okay. I, I, re- I recommend that, yeah. definitely. And huh. then I'll just uh, mention the YALSA Award for Excellent in Nonfiction for Young Adults, because we also have this, titled Most Dangerous, Daniel Ellsberg and the Secret History of the Vietnam War, right. written That's... by Steve Shenkine. Oh, okay, I thought that... That's the one with David Duchovny on the cover. That's right. Uh, picture, he just looked like David Duchovny. The picture Duchovny. of Daniel Ellsberg does resemble uh, David Duchovny. Yeah. And I did read this. It is excellent. It's nonfiction. It is about, uh, it takes place during the Vietnam War, about the Pentagon Papers, but it reads like you're watching a, a thriller. I mean, it's like so fast-paced, um, highly recommended. You won't really realize you're reading nonfiction. So hmm. come in and check that out. Nice. Adults... Or YA because yeah. it's it would appeal to both. Mm. That sounds interesting. And uh, if you're interested in looking up any of the other uh, youth media awards, because there are plenty more, you can uh, find a complete list at uh, the ALA.org website. I should put the or we the can. address in our little description. Post. Yeah, Post go ahead. Link. I should really start doing that on a regular yeah, basis. Yeah, we'll link it. We'll link it in Twitter, too. So if, uh, folks, if you've read any of these books and have thoughts on them or things you wish would have won or whatever. Or let us know. Maybe you have a past Newberry, Caldecott, Prince Award winner that you love, want to recommend from from years ago. I'd love to hear it. You can send it to at all the book show on Twitter. You can do the David A. Howe Public Library on Facebook. You can email us at wellsville at stls.org. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Actually, we also now have an all the book show at Gmail. Okay. All right. Or there. Yeah. Sorry. Didn't mean to spring that on. All right. I didn't mean to make you look silly. Um, You didn't look silly. Okay. No, I feel confident. Okay. Uh, And also, our children listeners. Yeah. All you youngsters sitting around just listening to this podcast. If you feel like a book you loved was uh, cheated, let us know. Right. Send us us your strongly lettered (laughs) color piece of paper with like an angry face. Yeah, but okay. I was saying this to our children listeners. Oh, okay. Our All right. zero to 14-year-old okay. listeners. Yeah. 
so the target audience yeah <laughs> all right well we've got some fun stuff coming up at the library craft classes and other things are starting up again uh book clubs are meeting we've got uh we're finishing up the tiger's wife so next up for contemporary classics is empire falls by richard russo winner of the pulitzer prize several years ago so is that we'll not be doing a that. show it was made into a miniseries okay with uh, helen hunt and i think Paul Newman. Paul Newman. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah, so it is a show. So we're doing Empire Falls. If you've never read that, I'm a big Richard Russo fan, and actually I haven't read this one yet, so I'm looking forward to it. Wait, uh, Richard Russo, he's the one who wrote... He wrote Nobody's Fool, which, I, which we oh, did, Eric and I did for a book club, and I didn't like it so much. Ed Harris. Ed Harris was in Empire Falls. Yes. Paul Newman is in Nobody's Fool. You're right. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're doing that, and then we're also we're doing Prince of Beverly Hills right now by Stuart Woods for the Page Turners Book Club. And then coming the 28th is our first craft class of the year. Uh, Sally Murphy, who's one of our regular instructors, is... Hi, Sally. Hi, Sally. Is doing a mitten class. So we're taking old sweaters and using those to make some cool mittens. So it's a, it's a relatively simple class, and they turn out great. So space is limited, so please sign up. Which of uh, your NPR you like sweaters are you going to use to make a mitten out of? Oh, boy. That's, that's a tough call. Yeah. So many. Yeah. So that's it for me. Eric, what do you got coming up? Oh, you know, just you all kinds your, of things. You got your open tech labs. Uh, so this is coming out this week. So, okay. So, yeah, we got our open tech labs and uh, everything there nice. by appointment. Uh, Wednesday and Friday mornings, 10 yep. to 12. Uh, January 29th, we're showing Ant-Man. Oh. The man who would be Ant. Right. Starring Michael Douglas. Sorry, Michael. Yeah. Or yeah. Uh, Paul Rudd. Yeah, he's in it. Yeah. He's in it. I mean, he, he's Ant-Man. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess it would be starring Paul Rudd sure. with... Okay. Michael Douglas yeah. as Hank or, or maybe it's Paul Rudd in Ant-Man starring Michael Douglas. Sometimes they do that. <laughs> sure. Maybe Michael Douglas gets yeah. the Ant slot. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And some ants as ants. Yeah. They're also in it. So anyways, that's at 3.30 on Friday, January 29th. Great. Part of our after school uh, movies. Uh, we're getting, you and I, we, we have to read Divergent because we're starting our YA for Adults book club. Yeah. Divergent's uh, our first pick. So and if you want to join us. So. More details to come. Yes, so, but Nick and I still need to read that book. I've seen the movie. I've seen the movie, which too. does not make me as excited to read the book. <laughs> so, oh, you, you saw have the you movie. Read, have you read Divergent, Katara? No. Okay. Okay, yeah. Was that Veronica Roth? Is that the yeah. other? Yeah. Okay. It's the one where she will become... Divergent. divergent. Um, what, what else is happening? I don't know. I guess that's probably good. Yeah. We'll, catch uh, up, so. well, we, we just did a Perler Bead uh, craft class, and we're actually thinking about making that a maybe bi-weekly event oh, wow. because it seems wow. to be popular. So okay. Neat. we got to start asking people, bring us Perler Beads. Yeah. Donate some Perler Beads. Uh, but it's great. Um, I didn't get to make anything last time because I spent so much time printing out templates. Oh, yeah. That I, yeah. And then I still had kids asking me stuff, like, can I get a dog that looks like this? And I'm like, you can get a dog that looks like the one I printed out. I didn't say that because... <laughs> but in your heart. You but go. in my heart, I was like, okay. yeah. You, if you know what a dog looks like, you can make a dog mm-hmm. with perler beads. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, just, Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog got made. I was worried he was falling out of coolness with the kids. But, but he's still... Yeah, he's one of the kids the made a Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. So go ahead. You were about to. Oh, I was just going to say, depending on when you're listening to this, we we will be closed on Monday, uh, January 18th for Martin Luther King Day. We'll we'll reopen on January 19th, regular hours. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll wrap it up here. So I want to thank our guests for returning. Thank you, Katura, and we will see you next time. You never thank me for returning. You're always here. Yeah, but every week. I would like to thank Eric for returning. Oh, I want to thank you for returning. Thank you, listeners. 
That's Thank right. you for returning. Special shout out to our Angelica yeah. radio station listeners if you're yeah. listening to us. It's Wednesday, and uh, we'll see you Wednesday next week. Wednesday at 9, yeah. Quick reminder before, I know you're trying to close it up, but remember, uh, again, we're on iTunes, so please rate and review us so we can get up there and people can find us. And uh, if you have somebody that doesn't understand how podcasts work, send them the YouTube link, because odds are they understand how YouTube works. All right. Send us out, Nick. Bye. Bye.